Jordan is on best. Harper's on middle. Welcome to another edition of the Indy Cornrows Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Schindler, joined by my co-host, Tom Lewis. So you're going to realize this pretty quickly. We started this uh, with about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Miles Turner actually just hit a three with with six minutes left. Uh, We were not anticipating this game being close, and we had so many gripes about the first half. We were just going to start recording right away. Um, Tom, first of all, how are you feeling about the game right now? It's five points. I was not – if you told me at the end of the second half that this game was actually going to be close, uh, I would have told you to stop talking to me because I wanted to throw my phone out the window. Yeah, well, I mean, they're definitely having trouble getting over the hump here, even though they've gotten close. But maybe I think Miles backed that three in. That might be a sign that yeah. they can eventually get over the hump. But we'll see. I mean, uh, you know, right now Jimmy Butler's at the line again, um, had 16 free throws, and – We'll see if Brogdon and or Oladipo with five fouls each can stay in there um, for the rest of this game or the rest of this pod, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I think the first know, thing I would say, too, if, A, let us know how you like this. I, I think it's a good idea. I'm excited to try it. B, we can't be any worse than the broadcast crew that's going right now, so I'm fine with it. Chris Weber has just been god-awful today, Tom. I, that, I He – I actually had – this was my biggest gripe. Jimmy Butler just scored 110-103 now. My biggest gripe, he was going on – he had this long, huge take about how the Pacers aren't making any adjustments. And I was like, wow, this guy sounds like one of the Fire and 8 crowd. Like, I just <laughs> – it's so untrue. Like, the team is making adjustments. I mean, I think that's just the, the most wrong take you can have. I was talking to Tony East about this the other day. They're making adjustments. It's not like they don't make adjustments. And I think that's pretty clear with how this half has gone. So I think the idea that the team doesn't make adjustments is just ridiculous. I, like they, Their offense can be pretty set sometimes in what they do, but they do make changes. I think it's disingenuous to say otherwise. I mean, Justin Holliday started a game. Um, you know, that was a pretty big adjustment <laughs> uh, for starters. Um, but, yeah, they're, uh, it, to me, it's – Effort and execution, you know, at this point. It's the old, you know, John Wooden thing where, you know, he didn't say anything during games because he'd always say, you know, his work's already done in practice. It's like yeah. in the games, these guys got to make plays. And, God, that first half was disheartening because it seemed like, um, you know, they, they weren't ready to fight for this thing. Um, I don't know what happened at halftime, but they got <laughs> turned around. I think, I think, you know, naturally the heat probably exhaled a little bit defensively because um, the Pacers are, you know, it's so huge when they can get transition buckets like they were getting in that third quarter. And they, you know, when they have to go against this half court offense or defense of the heat, uh, it, it's a struggle to get a good shot. So yeah. um, getting those easy runouts. Um, oh, thank God. Tyler, you missed that one. Huge. So <laughs> yeah, no, we'll I see. agree. It's uh, the three point shooting has been weird. I think I, when we talked with Caitlin, uh, the idea of having Vic on uh, on Drogic or, or Duncan Robinson, well, it's not, well, not less Drogic, more Duncan Robinson. It's nice in the moment, 
But when he helps off, because Vic is such a good help defender and he wants to do that, he wants to roam. And that is the two or three of the threes that Duncan Robinson got today are off of the help that Vic gave. And I, that was another thing yeah. I was getting frustrated with. They were The announcing team keeps saying that the team's not contesting. I saw a bunch of people saying that on Twitter. It's just the team is trying to help into the paint, and that's letting shooters get space to shoot it out. I mean, they're closing out. It's not like they're not contesting. And there were moments where the team was definitely not um, – the rotations were piss poor and were not working. But, I, I mean, they are trying. It's just the – well, I, I I can't believe that Edmund Sumner has not played today. And luckily, Justin Holiday has been awesome. Justin I, Justin probably has had. I mean, he's been good the entire series. But Miles Turner has by far had his best game without the defense he'd been playing. Uh, there's no way this team would be back in the game. I mean, he was huge in the beginning of the second half. Yeah, I think I, I mean I'm assuming they were trying to get something done with Holiday. He but he did he has had some good offensive moments. Out. It's tough though when he's out there. Um, and the switches and, and the heat are so good at, at finding those mismatches. Um, and that was the other thing. In the first half, you saw uh, just a textbook case of the Pacers getting burned on the switching mismatches, um, which they are unable to do at the other end with Miles getting, you know, whenever he gets Duncan Robinson on his hip, he's in the paint, but then he's out, and then they bail out of it quickly and, and go into the pick and roll. And it's, um, you know, tough not – not being able to make that same play that <laughs> you see at the other end working so well for the other team. But we'll see here. We got, you know, four minutes to fit out here. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I'm uh, one thing I have been happy with. They actually did go to Turner po- in the post once. And that, that pass he made out was beautiful for the Aaron holiday three. Um, and mm-hmm. that was, you know, in the end of the second, end of the second, beginning of the third, I can't remember, but that was nice. We're seeing some more of that. Wait, okay, no, cool. It was goaltending. I was confused for a second. I didn't know what the call was. Um, and the Olenek, oh, man, getting Kelly Olenek, that, that tech was great. The the reverse call by Nate, oh, I, yeah. that was just phenomenal. I think all of NBA Twitter, except for Heat fans. I don't think I'll ever see somebody upset about Kelly that Just because the Kelly Olenek flop was not only overturned, but um, as not a foul, but he was – Given a foul is beautiful. Exactly. It, for me, you know, Kelly Olynyk is just like the old verbiage about, you know, when you look at uh, NFL, like on the defensive and offensive line, there's holding every play. Well, with Kelly Olynyk, there's some kind of unnecessary <laughs> contact every single play, and I'm sure you can you find call it every time. Exactly. Down 111-109 right now. Uh, Bam's at the line. Just under four minutes to go. Um, one thing, Vic – I have an interesting thing to talk about with Vic really quick. Um, I was talking to one of my friends, Tim. Uh, he, he follows us and listens to the pods. I mean, he's, he's a great dude. Um, but we were talking about Vic on Twitter and, you know, how he just still doesn't look right. I mean, he's, he's not getting oh, – yeah. he got to, the, um, got to the cup a little bit today. But, I mean, he's just he's pulling up a lot. He's taking some mid-rangers that are really just not open. Um, and his handle has just been it, – it's, it's weird. Like, I remember – when he first came back in the regular season, his handle looked like it was better than it had been when before he was injured. And now, I mean, I don't know if it's playoff nerves or something, but it's just not there. Like he's totally taking a step back as a ball handler and as a, as a passer. Yeah, I, you know, it's kind of funny. I said um, he was, um, you know, he's been backing up and then going into his moves, and the ones where he tries to get all the way to the cup, it honestly looks like he's doing a workout 
you know, with a workout guru in a gym where there's yep. really no defense and you're just working on your moves and he's going through the moves and everything, but it's, it's not tight enough to handle the defense. And um, so often, yeah, he, I mean, he, you know, has been scoring, you know, he's got 20 points, had to have 20 shots though. And, you know, the, the turnovers between him and Brogdon, um, you know, I think they have eight now is, is a killer one. Those guys, you know, they want to be your primary guys. You want to make plays for you, whether they're scoring or setting other guys up. Um, and so that, that's been a, that's been a struggle. I mean, the first half, not to get hyper negative here, but we got to get this. I mean, the first half was you get up 74 points and there were, there was a series I, I said on a tweet, but there were two passes that were just so poor, lazy, ineffective that went for turnovers. And, you know, just any question in what the mindset of us, <laughs> this team, because that, that was not, you know, playoff level intensity. <laughs> when yeah. you're just lobbing the ball out and it's, you know, given, and then in the other case, I think it was TJ Warren just handing the ball off to the Heat defender. Um, you know, that just not acceptable this time. And, you know, if they could pull this through, it'd be great. But honestly, yeah, you know they they're not giving you a full forty eight here, regardless of what happens. Yeah, yeah, it's it was weird. They just let it get out to a track meet right at the beginning, and they've slowed it down in the in the second half, which has been huge. Um, but they were letting Miami dictate everything on both offense and defense, and the pace was killer. I mean, the transition. I don't have the transition points right in front of me, but I mean, it was killing because you you you'd only have three guys back two or three guys back, and, and Miami was getting quick buckets that way, getting into their sets faster. I mean, it's just, yeah, that was that was uh, definitely painful. Um, I, I, I'm i not really sure how that even how that even happened. It was just uh, – I, I don't really think you can necessarily boil that down to coaching. It just felt a lot on, on the players and how they came out to play the game. Yeah, I and mean, obviously they came up with something uh, out of the half. But, I mean, we're inside of three minutes now, and it's – going to be execution time. I know uh, Butler and Adebayo are uh, just a bear for the Pacers to handle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, um, you know, they're going to have to be coming back with uh, something offensively to, to uh, get some threes. And, and I'm sure that the Heat are going to be taking their time and trying to get them in the torture chamber with those, this point. Yeah, just force a turnover at so half effective. court, um, getting the ball with – down five with two and a half left. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think that's one of the things that I've been trying to explain to people, especially, you know, just kind of continuing on Vic. I think a lot of people just think, you know, that he is himself. I think that's just so errant to look at it that way because that, that's yeah. what I was talking about on Twitter. I mean, uh, it brings into question a lot. You know, obviously the team needs him, and I think the team is better having him. But it's tough because he's still trying to work himself back. And he thinks that he has a lot more. I mean, I think a lot of it's just mentality and his body's still not all the way there for sure. I mean, that's unquestionable. Um, but I mean, you just look at it in terms of how do you work a guy back without hurting the team? And I think you have to have those live game reps to get back to whatever level you're going to be at after such a significant injury. But it's really tough to, um, to hold this team to the standard that I think some people are. Um, and I, I know when we were coming in, you and I were pretty high on our chances. And I think after watching the first game, I realized, I was like, wow, you know, we have to, 
it, it just acknowledge. And this is not trying to create excuses. I think the team performed really poorly in the first half, and that was, you know, we our G League team might have performed better than that, honestly. Um, and like, but you look at, I mean, Bam and Jimmy are just so clearly the best players in this series. Yeah, and that matters. And yeah, and I mean, I was winning this game with offensive rebounds. He's gotten a couple here um, when the pitches are forced to miss. And, you know, he gets a big three from Bobbin down two. Looks like you have a stop, and then he comes in. And all those things just add up. And then now when, when you are playing well, when you're getting what you want, you know, getting over that hump takes so much energy. This is getting rough. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. The, I don't, I don't want to say that's game, but if they hit a shot here, that's game. Oh, Jimmy isoed on to TJ with a minute left. Iggy up for the pick and roll. Switched on to Justin. Good D by Turner. Come on. Oh, thank God. Shot right, clock. There we go. That's a good possession right there. That's a great possession. So, forcing the long three, but – um, so now, case you gotta go, case you go on timeout. So, four points. It's just a rough, rough, rough one to team play. Because this is it. I mean, they obviously they, they lose this, and you know maybe they get a gentleman sweep. I don't know if they're gonna have. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned that and, and Caitlin brought up in her last pod about the uh, you know seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Tunnel oh, yeah. Of, if bubble. you're down 3 0, like, what the is bubble. the motivation? You know, and um, that's that's not even to like speak unfairly to the guys. I mean, if you they've been yeah. down in this bubble for two months now, and you know, I'm sure people will clap back and say, well, they're paid to do this, they're millionaires, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Well, at the same time, you go without seeing your family for two <laughs> months, man, and living in a hotel room. Like, that's that's not easy. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, I think that's a very real possibility. So I think winning this game is huge. And the, if it, I would definitely want to speak on, too, this team outside the first – well, the first quarter was mostly fine. But outside the second quarter, I mean, this has been a really competitive series. And it's a yeah. lot closer than if, if it does end up being 3-0. It, this has been a much closer series than than the the stat line is going to say. Yeah, and that was the thing about that last game. Like, I mean, it was frustrating. But, I mean, that was a haymaker from the Heat as far as it – you know, the three-point shooting and, and the fact that they did keep it, you know, within double digits um, when, it, when it seemed like it was a 20-point game was, um, you know, a little something better. But, you know, now that the Heat are having just an average three-point shooting game and they, and they, they put themselves in position to play for the win here. But um, coming out of timeout, it looks like they're all discombobulated on that. One other thing, real, there was a little news Right before the game and during oh, yeah, the game, with Domas. I was posted with uh, Domas apparently trying to go through quarantine to join the team in the bubble, which um, I thought was kind of strange timing. <laughs> um, but I guess if he's there for a few days or, or a week or hopefully longer, but uh, at this point, um, as this game is winding down, doesn't look like it's going to be a lot longer. Um, it was it was kind of strange, I think. Um, initially, some people were hoping he was going to be down, be able to maybe play in a game, but um, Woj was making it clear that he was literally just coming down to be a part of the team and support the team and not um, be any, do anything. He, had, he hadn't been doing anything basketball-wise for six weeks, so um, he's even if he really, really wanted to play, he wouldn't be ready to play. So 
Um, but as we say that, um, now the Heat get the turnover and back to the free throw line. Yep. Right now it's um, – Down six with throws? 30 seconds left. Vic just fouled out. Miami so. – I knew one of those guys would make it to the end of this. Uh, let's see. Pacers have 28 free throws. Have 46. Jesus. Uh, they've only made 37. <laughs> only. Yeah, only. I mean, only. that's just ridiculous. Pacers have 29 fouls, so – I mean, it, yeah, it's weird too because Vic is going to finish with 20 points in this game. Uh, Justin misses a three. Um, but yeah, Vic's going to finish with 20 points in this game. But it was, I don't know, I just struggled to say it was a good game for him. And that's, again, not not on him. It's just it the shots that he's getting forced into and that he's feeling more comfortable taking are not good shots for him. Yeah, or I mean, for I, the team. I, I try to look at it from an efficiency standpoint. He, you know, had to take 21 shots yeah. um, to get those, you know, you look at Brogdon, um, who had the turnover issues, but he's got 31 points on 16 shots, so he's able to get the line, able to um, score a little more efficiently, um, and, and that's, you know, ideally what you'd like from, from Vic, if both those guys could be more efficient with it, but um, yeah, and really I thought, you know, the pitchers when Vic was out in the third quarter, first stretch there, they they got going and they got their shots and got those transition buckets. So um, the, the half court offense, when they're all out there, is just um, not a good matchup against the Heat. And when they end up trying to ISO, um, it, it, it is not fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And as we go in, it's going to a TV timeout uh, down 120 to 112, 20 seconds left. So the game is over. I, you know, not to be that person, yeah. but the game is over. Yeah. Um, it's well, yeah, this series is pretty much done. I actually – I didn't tell you yesterday. I uh, I started outlining my offseason <laughs> right up already uh, because that's just what it was looking like. And I don't know what to, what to say about it, Tom. I think the biggest thing is just – I know the people who, who think that Nate should be fired are going to be out in full. And so I'll probably just turn my Twitter off for a day. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think this can all come back to Nate. I think there have been some obvious, uh, you know – some some minute things you can point to that have been coaching errors. But, I mean, I don't – like we talked about with Caitlin, I don't think the team has necessarily been outcoached. I mean, this team is not – talent-wise, this is not enough to, to beat how good of a team Miami is. And with them clicking on all cylinders the way that they have been, um, I just don't know what, what we're expecting. I think that this should be a closer series, and maybe they will win game four. Um, but I, I, I don't know – I don't really know how to feel coming out of it. Uh, I, you know, I just, it also highlights the value of, of Sabonis. 100%. And, and because Sabonis gives them a lot more versatility to do, um, you know, attack in different ways, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and be able to um, – maybe they can use Miles more in a game or maybe they, you know, if he doesn't – if he has it going. If it's a, one of those games where Miles is just – on fire, but they don't need these spots. But when it's up, and you know, they got supposed to do a variety of things. Um, and you know, he's also going to be pretty good on the glass. Um, and obviously, even can handle the ball and, and do all those little things that 
you know, setting picks, all, all the little things that he does. Yeah, and, I mean, the bench struggled so much until this was the first game where the bench was kind of okay. <laughs> I mean, the, the bench, if if we if you have the bench running with Sabonis, that's an automatic, like, a plus five or a plus ten for the team. I mean, the bench unit has been really good all year with Sabonis, and the, the Heat bench unit is just not that good. And so, yeah, that's a huge, huge area of, of issue. Um, I think, I mean, obviously we're going to have – many more podcasts talking about the future of the team. But I think right away, especially looking at the half court, um, Brian just hit a pretty deep three, uh, but still it's not going to matter. Um, but, you know, just looking at the the outlook on it, especially looking at half court, I mean, I think my biggest thing with Malcolm Brogdon, I think he's really good and he had a really good year and he actually was a lot better than I expected him to be as a first-year point guard. Um, but I think it also brings up for me that this team – Either Victor or Brogdon has to solidify themselves as a guy who can actually legitimately create in the half court because I think both of them are kind of caught in between being a point guard and a shooting guard Um, and just in terms of their playmaking capabilities. I mean, I think Malcolm's a really capable playmaker, but in terms of a guy who can initiate with, you know, the last minute, he's not good enough. I mean, he's really good getting to the rack, but he's not good enough off the dribble um, from three or from mid range anymore. Well, not anymore. But I mean, he's he's he needs to get more catch and shoot looks. I really want. I think if Victor can become the guy who is a playmaker and and the actual point guard for the offense, and or just somebody can get get Malcolm more off off ball looks, that'd be huge. Uh, because there just isn't somebody who can really get the guys to their spots. I think that's what we're looking at mostly. Like we're really that's what that's what it comes down to in, in the half court. You can't get guys in their right spots. And that's why we're seeing these kind of nasty looking possessions to close out quarters. Yeah. And, and except, you know, the old double big thing, that, you know, was kind of starting to work um, right before the pandemic hit. Um, but do you want to go back to that? Do you, you know, do you want to get um, a smaller group out there and, and have, you know, maybe more ball handlers, like you're saying, where, you know, Brogdon can, come down and have possessions where he's off the ball more often and, and a little more flexibility that way if they can maintain uh, the defensive side of the ball. So, uh, yeah, that, that offseason, it's, it's coming and it's coming fast right now. So yeah. uh, we got a final now, 124-115. Uh, and the Heat got over 50 free throws, 52 for the game. So even Chris, that's uh, – they have 22 more makes – from the line than the Pacers did. So, yeah, man, that was uh, definitely a, <laughs> a big difference. Yeah, I think it's – again, it just comes down to having Jimmy Butler and having Bam Adebayo. There was no way to contain both those guys. Or it, the Pacers could not find a way to contain those guys. Um, and it showed up. Um, yeah, they're just stout enough. Really, honestly, that's what it is. I mean, they're just not stout enough to handle the, the strength and the quickness of those guys the combination of that strength and quickness those guys have when uh, when they're going to the rim. And, yeah, the I mean, were, yeah, the they were flying. Bam and Jimmy combined for 29 of the 56 free throws. I mean, that's yeah. – I, I there's there's no really two ways around that. Uh, Jimmy's just so good at drawing, drawing fouls. And you can question some of the fouls, but I think largely yeah. they're pretty fair. Well, Tom, do you have any other closing thoughts before we get out of here? No, I mean, just, you know, I – I do appreciate the effort to put themselves in a position to 
play for the win in the fourth quarter down the stretch, but they lost this game in the first half. Yeah, um, especially in the second you know, quarter. Requiring so much energy to come all the way back. And then, you know, that last three minutes, they were just outplayed. Um, and and that's pretty much how this matchup has gone. The Heat are just a better team. But yeah. Parse all the details you want. That's, that's the bottom line. Yeah, I think the last thing I just want to say in closing, I know I've hit it home a little bit already, but I, I just want to iterate, and also I want to get your opinion on it. How I I just think that what's most important in the last couple minutes of a game or a half is having players like Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, and that's not to disparage the guys that we have on the team. I think as large as I mean you're missing some bonus, but when you don't have guys who can create their own shot or get to the line at will at the end of the game, I mean that's what's that's what separates the good teams from the great teams, and I think that's not I don't really think you can out coach that. That's just my opinion. I mean, I, I'd love to hear what you think on that. But I think that, that that largely is true and has been the issue for the Pacers. You don't have the guy who can make that shot at the end, other than Vic in 2018. Right, yeah. I mean, they just don't have the guy right now. I mean, sometimes they have one who gets it going, and, and when hot, you know, he can hit that bagger. Sometimes it's Vic, sometimes it's driving. But it's not a guy that everyone in the gym knows they need a bucket, it's going through him, and he's going to get the bucket, he's going to get fouled, um, like a butler. Um, and, you know, that's kind of been a struggle the Pacers have had for a while now. I mean, Paul George was that guy, and he often made great plays, even though, you know, it was the old thing, he never hit that game when he shot. But he, he had plenty of shots that were big down the stretch. Yeah. He was with the Pacers, and he was a guy who could, get, you know, get that shot um, and somebody felt, good about taking it um, regardless of the outcome. But, um, yeah, with this group right now, um, it's more of a, you know, well, who's who's hot? Who do you want taking it today? And and not really uh, uh, a guy you, you know is going to hit it. So, uh, you know, that I, I've seen a lot of, you know, Spolster's such a great coach and everything, but it's like, well, yeah, but he's got guys leaning on. And, you know, the Heat – you know, a couple of years ago weren't um, that great. And all of a sudden they've had this awesome talent overturn, getting a couple of guys on the, on the fly on the cheap. And then, you know, and then once they were good, that organization went out and got uh, Jimmy Butler and boom, that's, that's what a good organization does. And, you know, in a lot of ways, this might take a minute to go through, but it's in 500 weekend. And, you know, you got your Pinskys, your Ganassis, your Andretti. Those teams are always in the mix and always have the equipment. A lot of times a better driver might not be on a, uh, on one of those teams, but they don't have the equipment to compete. And sometimes that's how I feel the Pacers are, whether it's Nate or whether it's, you know, the team in general. It's kind of like they're, uh, um, you know, a dryer and rival team or, or a Stamsmith team that, are unbelievable and competing, but you know, in the end, you know, they don't have the, everything tightened up in the crew. They don't have all the resources to to go for the win and really need some luck to get it done. And and that's kind of the difference I see here right now with the two organizations. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, Tom, I'll let you get out of here. I know you got to get going. Um, thank you yeah, for coming you. on. I- yeah, it was good to talk. Um, yeah, not not fun to watch the game. Uh, the second half, yes, but. <laughs> Um, to everyone listening at home, please be sure to go rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, try and stay positive about the game. Uh, you know There are more coming, and we, we got a lot to look forward to. This was a really tough situation to come into. 
And who knows? Anything can happen. Be sure to go read us over on IndieCornrows.com. Have a good rest of your day.